Get Into Gate. This is episode 117. We're talking Stargate SG-1. The full Get Into Gate team is here. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Matty Gibson. Yo. Brennan Gibson. Hello there. And Reese Gibson. Yeah, g'day, guys. We are veteran fans introducing Reese, a first-time watcher to Stargate SG-1. One episode every week, and we are all the way up to episode 6 of season 6 Abyss. Let's rip into the uh, synopsis, as is uh, on the back of our DVD cover here, and see what it's all about and throw it over to our first-timer and see what he thought. A gold lord holds O'Neill captive and tortures him for information about the Tukla. As O'Neill suffers, Daniel Jackson appears and offers support. Meanwhile, SG-1 races to rescue O'Neill before it's too late. Written by Brad Wright and directed by Martin Wood. A couple of OG names then. Yeah. In back. The, the A-team. Brad Wright and, D- and uh, bloody M. Wood. Yep. Well, Generation Next last week really let us down, and Delaware's <laughs> Joe and Paul with <laughs> Nightwalkers. So. Yeah, so Brad and Martin step up and go, you know what? We're going to bring f***ing Shanksy back as well. Yeah. Pop that. This is how it's done. Yeah, can we just talk about that for a second? No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Credits. Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give it away. Well, I mean, the synopsis gave it up on the DVD as well, which was ridiculous. Well, see, I don't really, I don't usually pay attention to the credits, but this came up in massive letters. Mm. Special Special guest guest appearance, appearance, Michael Michael Shanks. Shanks. I'm like, well, that was in his contract (laughs) to ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's worked in the last five seasons. (laughs) Now, see, and you'd be surprised to know that I was watching this episode while I was doing the dishes, and um, no, 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 I haven't ironed in a long. That before the episode, <laughs> I don't think I've pulled out the iron this year. Um, but I, I had my eyes off the screen for a lot of like the first five minutes, I reckon, and yet I managed to glance back and see special appearance by Michael Shanks. And I was like, oh, really? Like, I'd forgotten that he was in the episode, mm, this yeah. episode, haven't seen it in over 10 years. And even still, for me, not the first time watcher, it was ruined for me. Whereas I know you would have been dedicated to actually watching the show that you're, uh, well, you're going to be reviewing. Thing. Like, if the, if the credits didn't come up, Oh, man, I would have. That would have blown my yes, mind, yeah. right? But it's just blatant. Like, yeah. If you're gonna have a reveal like that, like it was an instant reveal. Shit, he's there. Yeah. Like, don't ruin it. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, bloody love this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool, man. Like, um, obviously not an introduction to Baal, but our, but the sort of having him yeah, in charge. Is. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. it just did not give a shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently, um, what uh, one of the reasons they did Summit and Last Stand, not only from a, from a story point of view, was also to just introduce some fresh fresh blood in terms of the gold. And it was mm. almost like it was like a semi audition to see right. like we put these seven gold on screen. Let's see who the fans are drawn towards, mm. yeah. and we'll do some more stuff with them. Yeah. And after Summit and Last Stand, people were like we want more Baal, we want yeah. more Baal. So they gave us Baal in this episode, yeah. which I um, which I think and was great. It was brutal. Like I don't think we've ever seen we've we've seen torturing and you know the whole light out of the the nose and mouth and eyes and stuff. But this this was next level shit. Like he was just yeah that yeah. that um that bloody gravity manipulator thing that he's got yeah yeah that was epic. Really cool. It's funny. It's it's like it's it makes such a cool episode. Like the way he's like dropping the acid, just like. From his yeah. hand and all that kind of stuff, and that would make him look like a god to like you mm. know, yeah. slay human slaves and all that kind of stuff. But it, it, what I love about it is it also plays into the arrogance of the world because it's like that's actually really dumb. Like the the fact that the cells are just like this gravity generator with no f-ing bars on them or gate. Yeah. And then what happens in the episode? They lose power, 
and then the prisoners can just walk out. <laughs> but the arrogance of the Gould being like, well, we'll never lose power because I'm a god yeah. and you're all human slaves, yeah. so I can have these cool f***ing toys yeah. that are actually really, really bad from a logistics point of view. I think that is such a great example of of the retardedness of Gould. Like, just they're so <laughs> f- But, yeah, that was next level, dropping that... Dropping the knives into him, yeah, and killing, and then you you see him do the first two knives. That third one, you see him let it go, but then Jack wakes up with the with the hole in his shirt right over his heart, and you're like, oh man, like yeah, he was dead, he dead, He's taking it out of him, He's gone. And how good did um did bloody RDA have it? He was laying down for most of that episode acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in the commentary, um, Martin Wood was saying that actually all of those sets, there was three of each of those sets. There was like the upright, then the down, and right. then one that they needed that was like built on a gimbal that actually did turns and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, both of us went to film school, Mitch. How much did that give you a massive hard on watching that set turn? Because mm. that, that's why part of the reason I fell in love with filmmaking <laughs> that is was, that was a weird question. Hey, Mitch, yeah. how hard did your dick get throughout this? <laughs> it episode? wasn't weird at all. It's not the first time he's asked that question. It's about, about the often says episodes, but my cock was like 10 hards. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't before, but I'm going to start. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that I know that you and I both like film was because you could do practical effects, mm. and that's all we had access to as well, being 13 with a yeah. Sony Handycam. And a rock-hard dick. And a rock-hard <laughs> Ten hard. Here I was about to say Ten making hard. movies in our bedroom, but then with a rock-hard. <laughs> backyard, backyard. Yeah. Backyard's better. Ten hearts. <laughs> I was almost let down a bit when you, you quite clearly saw that they did you know, not CGI, but like obviously blend two different shots because they, and in fairness to them, they did want that shot of O'Neill not faking that he was laying down. Like if he would have just been standing mm. up against a wall, like his clothes would have been naturally falling yeah, to natural skin, gravity. You could see his skin. Yeah. Sort of Whereas opposed his skin was like and pulling back and his, and his clothes are all naturally mm. falling against the wall rather than the floor. So I'm glad that they went to that much effort to, to fix up the details, but because you were only working with a TV budget in 2002, you could tell that they had, you know, Baal walking around in the normal set and then they just sort of, like, put the extra layer Close in of, of O'Neill. But yeah. when they did apply practical effects, that just looks yeah. so cool because it looks more real. Like, you don't need to CGI this or something like they would do these days because, like, it's probably easier than building a set a ro- that would rotate yeah. or something like that. So it just it looks so much more natural because what I love about the Gould and the way that they... All their architecture and stuff, it's just so like granny and stone and like there's a it's a lot of friction and and it's it's just yeah. very bulky and shit so when you actually see a big heavy dirty set move like that yeah i, I think know, that's just, why mm. descent was so good with the 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 set whole set moving into the pool mm, yeah because it's just such a cool practical right. effect well, and do you know just, what I f- it looks so good yeah. what, what i find most impressive about this episode is they had rda for three days yeah. So he did all, and he's in almost basically every he's scene. In the whole thing. Um, he did that in three days. So a lot of the uh, reverses of when he's being tortured by Baal, Baal wasn't even there. So RDA is reacting to like you know just someone reading lines off off camera, mm. and then Baal is actually torturing like a stand-in, and they're just shooting the reverses at, at another time. Mm. So it's really just all his scenes with Daniel all kind of done in one hit, and then all those other scenes done in one hit in three days. It's pretty freaking impressive. Yeah, that's why you could tell it wasn't him in that night scene at the start when they're running through, trying to yeah, get to the gate. That was uh, Dan Shea. That was Sila. Yeah, Sila, Sergeant mm. Sila. But right. and did you, if you if you look really closely, 
um, when he's running and like he gets to the DHD and gets shot from behind and sort of lands in the DHD, mm. he knocks a bunch of tiles off, like the little symbol tiles. Really? A whole, bu- whole bunch yeah. from the right hand side fall off. Wow. You got to look really, really closely. I noticed that. Yeah. Hey, time for the segment to return. It's the sounds of Stargate. Oh. Now, this song is called The Abyss by Norwegian punk rock. Yeah, I can't remember. I didn't write it down here. Oh, I was just making it up. German band called Fresh Horse. (laughs) I could look it up. From their album One Star. (laughs) This one's called The Abyss. By Three Days Grace. I know Three Days Grace. Yeah. Did They're they not sing Norwegian. That, I hate everything about you? Probably. Like but this is called oh. The Abyss. I hate That's creepy. It's kind of fitting. Lost communication with the world outside. I fall into my own. Into the this is actually be cool to be like one of those, um, you know, those like fan-made video clips where they take scenes from like mm. a TV show and put it to music. It's like mm. you could actually get the torture scenes from Abyss and put it all together with this over the top. It would actually be really cool. Mm. Alvin, get on that for us, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nice. Ugh. Well, that's yeah. For anyone who um, Three Days Grace also sing that well-known song, um, I hate everything about you. You know that one? Hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't sing it anymore. When will I love you? No, okay, fair enough. It's a good song. That sounded a bit uh, Three Days Grace. Sounded a little bit Lincoln Park light. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, they are. Um, Chester Bennington, like a very yeah, very similar like mm. high pitched voice. It does get heavier as you move through, as you move through the song. Very cool, nice. I just like the um, the words because it kind of, it is kind of fitting. Like um, mm. lost lost connection with the outside world. Like no one knows where Jack is. Mm. That was the biggest peril in this. Not only that he's stuck with Baal and Baal's trying to destroy him. Mentally and physically, it's like there's no chance of a rescue here. Mm. I mean, they barely knew much about where he is when they did know where he was with the Tokra. It's like yeah. they still didn't know much about what was going on. It's like, oh, they still <laughs> need him. And yeah. then that bloody him and the Tokra just go off on this rogue mission. Um, like, yeah, that's the thing. Wouldn't Hammond send uh, an escort with him to go and yeah, get a Tokra yeah. put in him? Or like an SG team or, or two people. Yeah, you maybe. think Teal could have been like, I'm going with O'Neill. Well, they yeah. did. Hate the hate the Tokra. What's remember, going on? Remember at the end of Frozen is Jack got wheeled through, like he got taken through the gate in that emergency tube thing. Yeah. And it's like Teal was holding one side and yeah, Jonas all of SG one. Like, yeah, yeah, they all went through, but yeah. then they all kind of went. Okay, see yeah. ya, bye. Cool. Just right. like drop Good it off. Kill him. Drop <laughs> it off at daycare. It's like we'll pick you up later. Yeah. Like, you really nice. I do like the idea that the Tokra had to deal with O'Neill's like mission in life we don't leave people behind and his mm. ethics. I don't know why. I was just like that kind of makes sense for me. He's, obviously he's never come across yeah. someone who thought that strongly about something. So he's like, all right, yeah. O'Neill, I'll take you to the planet, rescue her. Now I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. I'm gonna make like Christian and Bale out of you. <laughs> <laughs> well it even does tie in a little bit to Joel and R as well. It's like she kind of saw what what a good person Carter was. Mm. 
and then sacrificed herself to save Carter's life. Mm, yeah. um, so it's another instance where, like, you know, SG-1 are so... such a strong sort of moral compass that it's like they can actually influence the symbiote yeah. to make these decisions, which um, I really like. I like that kind of, like, we're pushing back. Like, the fact that the, the good old symbiotes can take over the entire bloody galaxy... Yeah, but put him in a member of SG One, and SG One can actually push back and be like, yeah, that's no, 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 cool. no, no, no. I think that's we're awesome. That's really yeah. Cool. It's kind of changed the dynamics a little bit of what we learned about the symbiotes from last week, where we had like there was you know there's a serum out there that can you know it might only work on juniors, and again we never <laughs> hear of it again. But there is a drug out there that has been known to dissolve the symbiotes and keep the host alive and well, mm. and then this. That yeah, that they can kind of push back and influence them. Even though he was you know okay to a point with having a Tokra inside him, that he could influence it to go and make the right decisions and all that. Whereas for the last couple of seasons, or at least the first couple of seasons early on, no, nothing of the host survived. And I know that was just a good lie or whatever, but still that was just what we come to know and accept about the symbiotic relationship between a, a Gould or a Tokra. Yeah, speaking uh, of that fact, where you say it's a the Gould say that none of the hosts survived, but as Baal's torturing Jack, he's like, we know the Tok'ra, you know, that part of the Tok'ra still exists in your mind. Mm. Beca- and it's like, well, you're contradicting your own yeah. propaganda. Yeah. And here's what I thought was interesting. Obviously, like, Baal has all these cool toys, doesn't have the mind control that Apophis had, because otherwise, why wouldn't he just, like, brainwash him? Mm. And then he's... Yeah. Oh, jeez, I forgot about <laughs> I totally forgot that was a thing. <laughs> um, or even the one that Hathor had in that bloody flashback. Oh yeah, and her little yeah. misty stuff. Um, so Bar doesn't have either of those toys um, to get the information that he needs. He's just got cool gravity stuff and and acid. I'm gonna pretend like I'm only watching Stargate for the first time with his first episode. Why couldn't Bar just put another Gould in O'Neill? Too easy. <laughs> plot is that is it literally? Is it just plot? I like, think so. Like I get. Well, that he- I guess that good could lie. I don't think they trust each other. That's, yeah, okay. that's the the reason they're always eternal battling. Yeah, last that- time we saw Baal, he was eating symbiotes. Mm. So <laughs> that could have made for a really cool exchange, though. I reckon if like O'Neill asked him, he says, "If you want this information bad enough, why don't you just stick a snake inside my head?" Mm. Yeah, and then Baal sort of like hesitated, goes, "Because you don't even trust each other," or something like. Yeah, he, he could play through the inner mm. politics of the yeah. Gould. I think just if they have put another- a Gould in O'Neill, they'd have to kill O'Neill straight up. Here's something because interesting then, though. No, they got the serum. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Sorry. Yeah, cut that one out. week wonder. No. But plots why they didn't, but plot yeah. could be why they did yeah. and then rewrote the yeah. I don't know. They just stick him another two weeks holiday yeah. with the toker while they safely remove it. It's a bit convenient though. It's like, you know what, four seasons ago, Carter gets implanted by a Tokra, gets mm. t- gets tortured and then the Tokra no, the Tokra kills itself and then she gets tortured about it later on or whatever. Mm. Well, she whinges about it for seasons and seasons <laughs> and seasons. And she can sense Naquita and she can use Google. She knows how Google technology works. Yeah. Jack never talks about this again. No. And he got the same thing. He got injected with the Tokra. Yeah. He got taken out and then he gets tortured for it later on. He probably knows everything. He could. He can use hand devices, that sort of thing. But he just wants nothing to do with it. Mm. <laughs> He's like, I'm not even going to tell anyone about this. Actually, that'd be fun uh, for probably Brendan and maybe Mitch uh, in a couple of seasons' time in Citizen Joe. Yeah. When he kind of gives a big reveal there, it's like that actually be a fun one. It's like he's been able to work Google technology ever yeah. since this point. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh, I don't want to do the paperwork. That'd <laughs> yeah. actually be really good. That'd be really cool. 
And I know that it had to be a like a, a, a reveal with O'Neill like pre credits that he was the one that we saw the snake drop out of and that everyone was attacking. But I actually would have loved to have seen Richard Dean Anderson's face as O'Neill speaking with a flange voice. Like for that to be yeah. like like five, ten seconds into the episode where the woman yeah. falls down mm. and he turns and it's like get you know, hide into the trees until I've uh, activated the chopper eye. Well do you reckon that was even his his VO? Like oh, his voiceover? Probably not, just, just to hide yeah. it from the audience just that little bit longer. Well, thanks. There are, <laughs> there, there are there is precedent for that. In a couple of weeks' time, Jack does meet a, a pouch poacher again, and Richard Anderson doesn't like the effect, the light coming out of the mouth and eyes and all that kind of stuff. Because it should be coming out of his butt as well. Well, his mm. ears and all that, and his nose well, sure and all that kind of stuff. Penis. So he actually, <laughs> he actually kind of pulls... Maybe, maybe it is. He actually pulls rank <laughs> and says, I don't want it coming out of my eyes. Mouth is fine. I don't want it coming out of my eyes. So he consciously, like, on the day they're recording, when, he, when he's getting hit with a pouch project, he closes his eyes so they can't right. uh-huh. um, make the light come out of it. So it could be a similar thing. Maybe he didn't want didn't want a flanged voice. So it irritates like that's in the script is that the light comes out, but he goes out there and he just keeps his eyes closed. He's like, I'm executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> now, the first thing Try I had written down me. here um, in, my, in my sort of notes here was a question for Reese, and that's do you think it was too soon for Daniel to be back? We're only the sixth mm. episode in, so he's only been gone for six six episodes. I mean, in, in real time when the show was airing, it's like there was obviously the end of season five, then like a three or four month gap, mm. and then these six episodes. Yeah, and he th- wasn't in the finale of season five either. Yeah. But for you, I mean, it's been like not even two months since Daniel died. Was it too soon for him to be back already? No, I didn't really have an opinion on that. I thought... Um, I thought it would have been awesome if they didn't ruin it in the credits. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is a great reveal. Like, yeah, mm. but yeah, if yeah, I I liked it. I liked him. I mean, obviously he's bloody even more um, bloody arrogant than he was before. <laughs> I can do I can do anything I want, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm not, not going, going to. Going to. <laughs> Why would I? Why are you here, <laughs> mate? Fun. Like I was just waiting for O'Neill to go. Well, f- off home then. Why are you here? Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I liked his return and the fact that I knew that he wasn't going to be there again next episode made me feel better as well. I can't believe you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> got himself. Good song. The, <laughs> the um, I can't believe you hate Daniel that much. I can't believe you hate Jonas that much, to be honest. Oh, just wait, buddy. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> wait till um, season seven. <laughs> <laughs> now, back in uh, back in season three, uh, in Forever and a Day, when Sharae died, uh, you gave uh, Brendan and I a little bit of shit because we were talking about Daniel and the hallucinations wearing a very important sweater. Yeah. This is why. Now he's back. He's, he's wearing, wearing that, that same sweater. sweater from his hallucinations. It's his ascension sweater. It's his ascension sweater. <laughs> Nerd out. Jeez, it's like when Walter goes into combat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God, yeah. That's his Ascension sweater, dude. Yeah. He was wearing his Ascension sweater back in forever and a day. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty exciting stuff. Cool. Ooh. So when that Especially Tokra when you jumped out of Jack, <laughs> when that Tokra did jump out of Jack, where did it go? Is it dead now? Yeah. Yeah, they can't really move. Just committed suicide. Well, he's he snaked off into the dirt. Snaked off. Yeah. And what was the thought there, do you think? He's like, like 
this. I'm not going to get tortured. Get tortured yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be dead. So or like, not I'm give having... up the information, I guess. Because he knows know. that O'Neill knows stuff. Like O'Neill, he, like O'Neill could get tortured and tell him yeah. things, but yeah. he just doesn't want to feel the pain. Like it's yeah. a, just a complete bitch-out yeah. move. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. what I was saying totally. to you last week, Mitch, that I think this is a perfect thing they've done for the O'Neill character in terms of the Tokra. Because yeah. you don't want it to be another John and I rehash with him always saying, oh, I remember this great great memory from my Tokra days. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's like that. those pricks are just like the Gawold. Yeah. I've always been right. And you're like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. He's justified in his opinion. Yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, it was like Kanan was just like, well, if I get tortured, I'm so weak-willed I may give up information. So mm. I'm going to peace out. So A, I don't have to go through the torture. <laughs> yeah. And B, I know because he's been blending with O'Neill, it's like he knows O'Neill's not going to give up that information. Mm. Yeah. So he's like, all right, done. Yeah. Bit of a bitch move. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, the whole reason to save the Tok'ra, this Kanan guy, whatever his name is, was to get the information. So I assume they got the information that they needed out of when they mentioned it in Frozen. But we never hear about that. What information no. was it? Well, for what? We don't get Well, we at the end of Frozen, the, the only reason, you know how RDA or Jack says, over my dead body. And Carter's like, right. but they have important information that we need and he's like yeah all right, it was then. probably the schematics of of Baal's <laughs> bloody um, Gravity fortress generator yeah <laughs> could have been yeah you're right any yeah. other questions <laughs> <laughs> but we don't we don't, well, don't know get, for sure don't get too cocky we haven't got to answer he's been paying attention yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I gotta get it in here so I know I'm not gonna get 5 out of 5 yeah. but um, that bloody Tokra counsellor what a dick yeah oh the guy from a couple of weeks ago Mate, that's just, Modo just blames Jack Oh, well, who knows? Jack could have taken, like, just taken yeah. off. Wouldn't have thought so. Mm. Well, he wouldn't have. And then, there, and then when um, General Hammond comes in and he's like, we need the schematics. Nah, I'm not giving them to you. I need to make it in person. Well, you're not going. Uh, you're a guest. Yeah. Here. yeah. Oh, you're going to risk our relationship. General Hammond's like, I don't give a shit, man. Which I thought <laughs> was fun because in Toko 1 and, 1 and 2, when... SG-1 get arrested, basically, held captive by the Tok'ra. They're like, I prefer you to think of you as our guest. So it's the exact same line mm. as it is in that episode, which I thought was kind of fitting, considering we're just doing it back to you. And that little smirk that Tilt gave when he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah bitch. Yeah, What? Speaking of, if you go back and watch this episode, Chris Judge is in the audio commentary. So definitely give that a listen. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's him and Martin Wood. It's that's that's pretty good actually. The thing I like about this episode, not only is it great acting, fantastic writing, excellent directing, but even the cutaway scenes are fun. Even the briefing room, I think that was one of the best briefing rooms we've had where it's just like they're just owning this Toker guy. Yeah. It's like we don't care about diplomatic ties, we don't care about anything, and it's actually engaging. Whereas usually those cutaway scenes, it's like, give me back to the action. Give me back to Jack and Daniel and Baal. Yeah. But I think, yeah, yeah and all, all these cool scenes. And obviously all the, the Jack and Daniel scenes were absolute gold. It's just them at their best, yeah. sort of back and forward, back that and forward, back so, and forward. so good. I did notice one a little bit of a logical error there too. It's like the after Jack's been killed for whatever time, the guards come back, dump him in the cell... <laughs> Jesus. Dump him. <laughs> that, that actually scared me. Wow. They dump him. Holy shit. <laughs> I just jumped. I, I hope no one did the same driving listening to this. Oh, that, we might cause some accidents. Oh, those, oh. Le- those levels are all over the place. <laughs> actually, um, were that because it's been so low, the other ones. I'm like, I'll just boost up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Holy. Uh, so they dump Jack back into Sorry, the Jay. abyss. <laughs> 
Mitch, we got to take a break. Mitch has got to change his pants. Yeah, he does. I'm going to have a heart attack <laughs> after these short messages. He's like, a, he's, he's like, eight, he's on the eight hards right now. If only you had your ass guard on. We've got to play ads for Nappy Sam. Yeah. <laughs> so, or just um, nappies. Great people. <laughs> Adult divers. Yeah. So uh, the guards dump Jack back into the abyss. Um, and then he has a scene with Daniel for like two or three minutes. And then the guards come and get him. And take him away. Mm. And it's like, well, that makes no sense for the guards to put him in back into the cell for two minutes to then take him to get tortured again, except yeah. for him to have a scene with Daniel yeah. to be Unless, like, I think me. they explained that. Daniel said, oh, they're going to let you get your wits about you or something, recover from the, from the recovery. Mate, I was thinking it was more like mm. Baal's killed him and then the Jafar take, put him in the sarcophagus, take him out, put him in the cell, go back to Baal and he's like, well, where is he? Oh, 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 you uh, want to go again? Okay. Oh, we'll go again. See, I, I thought I, you needed 15 <laughs> minutes for a nap. Okay, yeah. all right, we'll yes. go get him. That's, see, I figured that um, they've gone, put him in the sarcophagus, and then they've gone, knocked on Baal's door, and he's like, I haven't finished taking a shit. Give me two more minutes. <laughs> 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 what I did think was weird, though, is that those two guards had, like, the same, like, bleach blonde hair. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was mm. so I was weird. Like, what? I don't... Is and that- it wasn't even blonde. It was, like, orange. You could tell that they're just dark-haired, and they're like, we need to bleach both your hair. Yeah, you look too human. We're oh, gonna- okay. I'm like, that's definitely Aryan race shit. Yeah, Baal likes his, like, Aryan race, <laughs> Scandinavian. Yeah. It's like, no. You- yeah. What was, I was wondering was when, when Jack was laying on that gravity spiderweb thing, mm. why didn't he stand up? Maybe it was heavy gravity. It was extra. Yeah. Extra. Extra gravity is... Uh, like pinning him down. Could have been like three yeah, times okay. Earth gravity pinning Five him G down. 5G-force. Yeah. I guess the, those knives moved pretty quick. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't just a... You think about it, if you're lying on the floor and I sort of drop a knife on you, it's not going to, you know, plunge its way all the way into your fucking heart. Yeah. So, yeah, there would have had to have been, I guess, a yeah, couple of... Yeah, you cranked it. Yeah, cranked it up. I like that. So he couldn't stand up. <laughs> Don't stand up. Mm, please stand up. Do not stand up, please. Please stand up. This is not for standing. Yeah. <laughs> I would no say, standing zone, thank you. <laughs> I would say all in all, though, that was a pretty shitty world. No standing in my hot talk kopak. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I wish I had like the South African translation. Damn it. Alright, so we're going around the world and finding out what this episode was called in other countries. We'll go this one really quick because they all pretty much just say the abyss. Uh, French. <laughs> well, it's not really to hear, it's more to hear your accents. Yeah. So let's do that. <laughs> so French is abyss. Classic. What does Ab- that mean? That means abyss. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Italiano. Abyss. <laughs> Close. L'abisso. The abyss. Uh, Spanish. Uh oh. Abismo. 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 M O. Abismo. Abismo. That's, you haven't got an accent on there. Do the accent. Oh, abismo. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mitchell. So racist. Mitchell, you will not say a sound because you told me a couple of weeks ago to imitate a Spanish person no. I know, and I was doing Slowpoke Rodriguez from the WB cartoons. I don't even know what that is. That's Speedy Gonzalez's friend or cousin, oh, Slowpoke, Slowpoke Rodriguez. I'm Why not just Slowpoke Rodriguez? Oh, that's him. No, actually, whenever you do that, I'm that's like, fun. oh god, that sounds like Speedy Gonzalez. That's what I love about it because, like, I can imagine. Take him back to my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Nice Slowpoke oh, Rodriguez. Dig up, Mitch. Oh. <laughs> Dig up. <laughs> I genuinely love it. Uh, so we go over it to. It just takes me by surprise every week. That's all. Oh, that abysmal. Oh, wait till we get. <laughs> 
Wait till we get the Australian, mate. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so over to Czech. And it's uh, Kobka. Kobka, which actually translates to sell. It's the only one that's not abyss. You sound like my dad when he's speaking Czech. Kobka. Kobka. My wife's Kobka. Czech. She taught my dad a few words. Mm. Like, cheers is Nastravi. He's good. Nastravi, Bidana, Nastravi. <laughs> good one. That's close to... Um, <laughs> Roll the tongue, Jimmy. Yeah, that's very close because isn't, isn't Russian cheers is like Dastrovia, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, it's very close, isn't it? They're very similar. Yeah, because yeah, Russia invaded them, mate. <laughs> yeah. well, let's not go there. Uh, so we go to... Uh, <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> we talk about Nazis yeah. all the time. No one's alive. We go to Hungary. <laughs> go to Hungary. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. What? <laughs> One. I tried to get in my Transylvanian Hungarian. Uh, is Pennsylvanian. A, a millisig. Uh, um, that's more Borat. A millisig. <laughs> well, he's Do from Kazakhstan. He's, he's from Kazakhstan. That's in that same area. Yeah. Uh, so that translates <laughs> to the abyss. Sure New Zealand's in the same area as Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um, <laughs> and the German... <laughs> So the oh. German is Am Abgrand. Um, what did you grab? Am Abgrand, which translates to on the brink. No, that's on the brink. <laughs> <laughs> on the brink. Brinken on. Uh, and then finally, once again, thanks to the uh, ever so talented Lincoln, uh, he's given us the Australian translations. So the do we want to do the, the, the long ye old? Oh, please. Australia? He does two for each one, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. that's what a talented, cunning linguist he is. <laughs> he can do two at a time. Yeah. Sorry, I thought we just laughed on there. Uh, so the, the ye old Australian is, oh, bloody Toker gets O'Neill f***ed up. Some bird asks the same question heaps of times. And Jacko rocks up with powers to teleport, none to help, but sports an ascended sweater. Top work, Jacko. <laughs> Jacko? Is it you? <laughs> that creeps me out. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Uh, is it you? Like, what? Mm. And then uh, the modern Australian is just simply how oh, badass bath shit up in the core pork. In the core pork. And that's around the world. Oh, how good is that, bitch? Timing. Enjoyed that. This is why I call you a professional radio guy. Except the level. <laughs> I feel like a bit of rave. When speaking of that chick, where she's like, "Is it you? Why did she keep disappearing?" Yeah, she was just in his head because she was a hallucination. She dead? No, she's in the cell next door, around the corridor. They could have been talking to each other the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. There's no doors. So the the yeah. premise of the episode it's, it's hard. You got to watch it a couple of times. But basically, she is a hallucination the whole time until he rescues her right at Apart the end. Apart from the gate. Scene. Yeah, at the start. At the start. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, every time she's sitting at the front of his cell saying, "Is it you?" That's actually a memory from when. Kanan and him went there to rescue her, broke her out, uh, and she and because right. she's used to seeing Kanan in a different host. Yeah. yeah. So O'Neill rocks up as Kanan and says, Hey, it's me, and she goes, Is it you? And he's like, Yes. And they run away, get captured, and then they're both mm. back in cells. So the the point of that being that Jack also thinks Daniel is a hallucination. Because he's hallucinating this chick. He thinks Daniel's a hallucination as well. Yeah, right. So, yeah. I just threw my shoe through you. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't it, um, isn't it good to have the Tok'ra only for the fact that, oh, that character, no, we'll never see them again because they decided to stay with the Tok'ra. Yeah. yeah. Same as Charlie 2.0, same as Bloody. That's it. Why would she? 
Yeah, exactly. She doesn't know anyone. Yeah, turns out, they should trust turns out she's a host yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Full host. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be a you want to be a Tokra? Uh, Not really. Well, you yeah. might have to return Touch home if you don't. All right. So okay. Back to Baal. All right. I hate to tell Baal the coordinates of the planet you're on, but oh. <laughs> well, I guess it's <laughs> kind they, of they like, just say to her, "Oh, it's lucky, lucky Martus dead, or he'd have a crush on you." What so. happened to <laughs> What happened to Baal's first Lotar? Wasn't it? In um, some of the last stand, was that mm. guy's the dude who was introducing it? That was Bars, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, but they said in that that all the Lotars were going to be killed at the end of the oh, summit, so they didn't yeah. they didn't sort of learn anything to pass but on. It's it. <laughs> Go yourself again. I love it. I'm happy for it. That sounds very Linkin Park. Yeah. yeah, or even his sidekick, um, Dead, by Dead by Sunrise. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Good song. Whoa. And, but I was just thinking the human the human slave in Summit and Last Stand said to Daniel, when Daniel said, what if they make us a host? He goes, we could only be so lucky. So I wonder if she had that same mentality as she wants to be a host to a snake in the head. Mm. Maybe she will be a tokra. She will Maybe. be up for it. Maybe she just got Put a Put whatever snake of, you um, want in me. Maybe she's got a case of Stockholm Syndrome and fell in love with Candy because he's a snake as well. Yeah, true that. Mm. Did you, Reese, think that O'Neill was telling the truth that he didn't know anything because just the way that RDA was playing it? Because I thought he played that really well. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just kept going back, kept getting killed, kept getting tortured. And that he doesn't care about the Tokra when he said, I don't give two shits about the Tokra. That's the thing because I was watching it um, with my wife and she's like, Mawav. Um, when she was saying <laughs> Mawav, she yeah, and she was like, she's like, why, why did O'Neill tell Baal the Tokra's name? And I go, because he doesn't give a shit about the Tokra. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care if Baal goes and kills him. Plus, O'Neill I think it him. just came to him. Yeah, that's what, that's what I, that's the impression that I got is that he actually didn't know anything, and then he was getting these flashbacks, like, okay, yeah, I remember this, so I'll tell mm. you. But then, obviously, when he's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell him that that he loved her or she loved him. Um, which I thought was pretty cool, but yeah, that's I, I the liked it. That I where got. you get you get to O'Neill's breaking point, where he's like, "Daniel, you have to get me out of here, otherwise I'm going to tell him everything." Yeah, like he didn't want to get angry at Daniel, but he's like, "Dude, if like just do something." Yeah, like mm. what's your problem? You got all this power, and you're not willing to do anything with yeah. it. Yeah, I can't I can't change anything? So, oh, what did you think, Reese, when Tilk went into deep, deep state of killing Arim and came up with the idea of, "Oh, maybe he's at Baal's." Fortress. Oh, look! As soon as uh, as soon as I saw those candles, I'm like, "This oh, is they- this is the solution. This is where yeah, it comes out." <laughs> the guns. Yeah. So no, I thought I thought Daniel was going to go visit him in in his yeah. Kelner. Do you think that actually happened though? But just kind of like subtly. That's what I figured. Yeah. 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 I think that was the intent. Is it's yeah. like he's yeah, and then Daniel, well. Daniel says to Jack, "Oh, <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't do anything. So I didn't have to do anything. So it's not my not my fault." Yeah. But he basically told them where he was. That's what I liked when Jack was like. Hey, look, uh, you don't have to... When he's like, I can't change anything. And then Jack's like, yeah, but if I die and I don't want to come back here, so yeah. you don't have to change anything, but just sort just of make it me. permanent. Yeah, that was he- that was heavy. I'm like, mm. that's, that's that's good. That's like when, when Daniel said to bloody Scorched Earth guy, oh, isn't it against your programming to not yeah. care about these people? And he's like... Stem bodies. Error, 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 error. Yeah, I always sort of. Hey, what's happening? 
I'm actually uh, crouching under the desk, uh, like between Walter's legs right now for this one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my. I've got a spaz 12 between my legs. That's my action station <laughs> well, can you for make this one. Some room for me because I've got to get under there. Well. <laughs> this is your god, Queen, from the Emerald Isle. I have listened to your podcast and it pleases me. Continue to please me and you will not suffer the wrath of your god. P.S. Apophis would not make a bitch. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. This piece of Philip managed to grab my GDO in the middle of a fight. While I'm here, I'll introduce myself. Yeah, I'm please. Kevin from Ireland and I love the show, potatoes. guys. Keep up the good work and hopefully one day we'll meet up for that beer. Right. I'm going to head back out there. By the way, that's my GDO, you prick. <laughs> and, uh, look, guys. Brilliant. Well done. Oh, oh, brilliant. That was epic. That was great. Oh, well they done. keep getting better. Wow. I love the fact that people send us these transmissions. They're in a room by themselves, <laughs> yet they have such a great conversational voice. And even that, he's talking to something that's like... Oh, the creativity. It's brilliant. Yeah. through the it's, roof. It's honestly I love it. brilliant. We haven't been Poppers let down out yet. like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I like that bit, and he is pleased. Yeah. Uh, that sounded so much like a poffers. It's like we've been doing this for six seasons. We've not flanged our voices once. <laughs> yeah. Not even thought about it or tried to find a way to do yeah, it. I've thought about it. haven't bothered. It's yeah. my GDA. <laughs> <laughs> you prick. And I hope that was the same soundbite of the of the um, staff blast that killed Share. It sounded like Yeah, it, it did actually. <laughs> it sounded I've like I've said it. that several times. Yeah. <laughs> What was, was that uh, when we did Kevin. when we did our farewell to Sharae and we had the you, you did a song up or some shit? I did. And yeah, you're like out of respect, it. that's the actual star. <laughs> actual star that killed it. That was great. I'm gonna uh, sub in some random star no. blast. Out of respect, <laughs> cop that in your face. Kev, Kevin from Ireland. Kevin Adonis. Kev dog. Well well Brilliant. Deep potatoes. Epic. Put that in the catalog. Oh shit! Yeah. Is it racist to say we'll have a Guinness? No, it's not. No. Okay, good. Okay, no, because right. he's white. Oh, gotcha. Stereotypes aren't racist. I'm assuming he's well, white. it can be, Sorry. but this one isn't. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I've never drank Guinness. I've never, I've never, I've never had it. Yeah. Yeah. Bird beer, mate. You know it's where like Guinness nice, was invented? Yeah. It's like a nice America. dirt oh, cause water. Because beer, <laughs> beer's, beer's so tasty as it is, what we need to do to it? Burn it. Well, don't. Beer is delicious. Oh, I, I love some Guinness. So. I love me some Guinness. It is an acquired taste. You just got to keep drinking it till you like it. Like Much like want. most beer. That's the, that's the advice you gave me when we went to Kentucky. We go to Europe, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't drink beer. Like I'm, I'm all about spirits. I, I just, I'm not man. I haven't been a, a like a, a man enough at 21 to like start drinking beer. And you're like, you've just got to keep drinking it, yeah. get over the bitterness, and then you'll just come to like it. Well, here's the thing: you just accept the bad taste, and you know what? You were. F- Right. <laughs> I've said this we before. We drank liters at a time in Europe, and I loved it. I've said this before. The one beer that I've only ever been able to drink is Four X Bitter, which you guys are oh, utter at. Horrible. I don't mind it. And then I remember, I remember for my 21st, a friend I was working with, she said, oh, there's a really great beer from Tasmania. It's called Beck's Beer. It's really, really good. You should get that. And basically, her recipe. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. Everyone was thinking we were done because we had yeah. a big long one. Done it again. I totally thought that was over last yeah. time. <laughs> I hate everything about you. Um, so, yeah, so based on her recommendation, I didn't buy just a six pack of Beck's because I thought, what's my 21st? A six pack's not going to do it. I bought a whole <laughs> carton of Beck's beer, yep. drank one, and it tasted like shit. So I didn't drink the rest of it. Yeah, that's beer in general, mate. Mm. Yeah, you got to And it's not it. cheap. That was, it's like a, that's <laughs> not a cheap beer. It was like, 
50 or 60 bucks for a carton or something. It was German, isn't it? Uh, no, Tasmanian, I think. Oh, same thing. <laughs> oh, Bex is German or something. Hmm. Tip for young players, don't drink it out of cans either. These are in bottles. It's just a personal taste mm. for me. Like It's got to mm. be like really cold and coming out of a glass Bottle. Yeah, yeah. And it's it got to be cold <laughs> and no beer. Oh, it's got to be straight. It's got to be straight to In a can, it's a really ice cold. Tasting beer. You crack it open, you have a sip, you put it down, you pick it up. Ten seconds later, yeah, it's, it's already warm. lukewarm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not English. That's the problem with it. Not English. No, you keep it, mate. Keep it in a stubby. Yeah, yeah. that shit stays cold. Well, not forever because you're not drinking it forever. You're not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I want another one in twelve minutes. I'm watching the footy. Twelve minutes. <laughs> Uh, next penalty break. Yeah, like, oh, it goes down like lolly water. That's, that's why I was watching the footy last night, sitting there with the empty stubby and kind of <laughs> waved it at Badana to get me a new one. Ooh. She she gave me the finger. Like the rude finger. When she brought and you the beer. <laughs> <laughs> the I did it three times. She brought me one the third time. I'm like, persistence, guys. I, um, persistence. Well, that's if our wives have taught us anything. Let's keep bugging them until no, they I, do it. I, I actually thought of you guys. I saw a little meme on Instagram the other day, and it was um, this guy telling a story. And basically, his missus had her phone on charge in the kitchen. So he's, he's sitting on the couch with her. He said it sneaky text. So she's gotten up to her phone. Got up, walked all the way into the kitchen because she heard a phone, <laughs> and it says, "Can you get me a drink?" That is so good. That is, that is, I'm doing that. I'm totally doing. Why don't you put your phone on charge in the kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> My wife does that all the time. That is great. And then she runs out of battery, like at the end of the day. I'm like, why don't you charge it overnight, like a normal person? Yeah, I don't. Oh, so it. she doesn't charge it overnight? No. no, she gets home and charges it, and then. Yeah, it doesn't charge it overnight. I'm like, you're oh, foreigners, mate. You? Jesus, <laughs> my workmate that I sit next to every day, and like we work early hours. We're here at five thirty, and by like quarter past six, her phone's dead. I'm like, how do you? Oh my what, god, charging overnight? What are you doing? Mm. Like, it's not like you didn't sleep. Like we're up doing morning radio. Like <laughs> you're sitting right next to a PowerPoint. Yeah, <laughs> plug it yeah. in maybe. Here's no, I don't have a cord. I didn't have a cord yesterday the day before. I've got a charger on my bedside table and then I've got another charger that I can take around with me wherever I go if I need yeah. it. Mm, it'll obvious. sit in the car or it'll be next Practical. to the couch. So if you've got a Samsung, it, anything plugs into a Samsung. We've yeah, got that no standard connection. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I, went to go visit, I went to visit my brother-in-law. of us have a Samsung. My brother-in-law who lives by himself, mind you, one bedroom apartment, he had a, ch- I want to say he had seven chargers. In that one bedroom apartment, mm, so wow. two in place, the lounge room, one in the kitchen, one in the bathroom, one in the spare room, one in his bedroom. And I swear, maybe another one at the kitchen table. In a one bedroom apartment, f- walking the seven meters to go get <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, you don't even move around your house that much. You only you, stop in three. It's like places. a one bedroom in New York. You can literally just sit in the middle of the room and touch the wall. You yeah. honestly could. I, at all times, I could touch at least two Apple chargers. So why do I need And he had a Samsung phone, which is weird. (laughs) The new houses now, actually, where the power outlet is, there's a USB port. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, Yeah, we we do that in a lot of the kitchens we do. Yeah, that's nice. They've even even bought a new one now that's a double. So it used Mm. to be two power points with a single going, like, horizontal, and now it's two power points with two going vertical. Most of them aren't licensed, by the way, just so you all know. Yeah, right, okay. (laughs) Because I've told the missus I'd like that, you know, in in a new house build or something, I would love... Just the ability for USB. Yeah, but what about when they move on from USBs? I'm like, you budget. Uh, it's the U in USB? Yeah, but... Uh, Universal. Universal. Yeah, I know, but like, they'll just... you know, They'll update, like the friggin' Apple charger. It's like, nah, here's something well, better. Well, yeah, they've got USB-C now. Well, they've got wireless oh, chargers now. Which so. is the mini one. Yeah. Good chat. 
Mm. I've always wondered no, why, they, why they don't call iPhone chargers apple juice. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I've seen that meme. Apple juice? Yeah, I stole it. <laughs> like, all, like all my stuff, it's stolen from somewhere. <laughs> Like that one, that one wasn't stuff. stolen from hey, Craig Ferguson. If you want originality, change. don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, no. yeah, we do no preparation. If you haven't heard, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time for the Get Into Gate Harry Mailbag Weekly. So Mike Dean writes into Facebook. He says, "What are the chances of getting Jaws back on as a special guest?" Oh, great it's been question. A while. What was that? End of season four when Jaws was here, wasn't it? Yeah, look, he lives interstate. Uh, Something I uh, explained to Mike as well. Uh, he, li- he lives interstate, but um, his Teltac is uh, is broken down piece of shit, so it's not as easy that. not as easy to get here. So, um, and we don't have any disabled Teltac parking areas like around. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you'd have to park, park on the roof, yeah. which is hectic because there's stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No lifts. Yeah, but no. Nah, um, I mean, we've got we've got a few more years yet, so I'm sure uh, Jaws will will be back up yeah. in uh, in sunny Queensland eventually. Otherwise, yeah. we may, might be able to try to get him to telecommute, and we can maybe try and dial in or something and get. I've him been to asked. I've been telling him to do some um, off world activation. Off world activation. Oh, that's a good idea. But he hasn't. No, I think uh, I think <laughs> I think Craig is keen to come back in as well. I think mainly because I bet he is. I think mainly because he's got a one month old kid at home and he's keen to get out of the house. I warned you, Craig. He's actually come around to have lunch on Sunday, and he's like, "I was like, oh, well, I was going to wait and have you and and everyone over for dinner or something like." That. He's like, "No, I just need to get out of the house." <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'll come on over and check it's the place a one out." Month. Uh, yeah, he's only got seventeen years and eleven months to go. <laughs> Isaiah Herod has written in and he says, I love this podcast. Excited for season six. Tilk does and shows more. Yeah, you bet he does. Shit, All yeah. right. More, uh, more. Yeah, well, they needed to bring up the Tilk stuff a little bit better because Daniel's dead. Yeah, Tilk needs to take a step up and mm. yeah. be more involved. Yeah. I noticed they've given him a few lines in briefings and stuff. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, remember I was talking about a few weeks ago as well. It's, he mentioned in some interviews and stuff like that. It's like he used to spend so much time, like on set, just goofing around with Shanksy. Like they were just yeah. best mates, just yeah. having fun, laughing, playing practical jokes on each other. Mm. So with Shanksy not there, like Judge is like, oh, okay. I, you I know, guess I better act. I guess I better, you know, <laughs> yeah. get more involved and, and do some shit Stupid. so the series doesn't get cancelled. And so I'm out of a job. John Stanford has uh, written in. Uh, he might have been on the gear a bit. He says, <laughs> Tard Cockwombles, five seasons in two weeks. Oh, My brain hurts. Jesus. Keep up the good work, but I'm glad I only have to listen once a week from now on. You and me both. Yeah, I'm well. <laughs> Look, not the first time I've been called a Tard Cockwomble, to be honest. <laughs> and that's a five star review. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh... Nah, thanks for uh, thanks for writing in. I think John, that's brilliant. And let us know how the um, like if you've got private health care to cover all that brain damage from listening to absolutely five <laughs> seasons in two weeks. That's that is hectic, ridiculous. Bloody good effort though. Yeah. Welcome to the team, John. I don't think your doctor would recommend that. No, no. <laughs> Especially if your doctor's that German guy from last, <laughs> last episode, the horse guy. If your name's German horse, the doctor, doctor German horse. He'd hate it. Um, Tommy Durant brings up a good point. He's written in and said, I know, I hate to say it, I just noticed things. I'm watching the end of season one and beginning of season two, Apophis attacking Earth. 
Daniel gets mortally wounded and climbs into the sarcophagus. He comes out healed, of course, but so are his clothes. Where was he mm. shot? I think we mentioned that. Yeah, I think we did. I think didn't he have a vest on and it was covering, and then he got shot under the vest. <laughs> Something then, like that. And then he it closed was... the vest. <laughs> we explained it away somehow. Yeah. Yeah, look, that was obviously... Cooper. Uh, Cooper. <laughs> 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 I took a break. That was my bad. I paused. <laughs> no, good call. Good call. Because we, as we see in this episode, bloody Jack in the sarcophagus, he's dead. Still got the cuts in his shirt over That's his heart. It. And in the film too, when the Daniel, um, James Spader, Daniel Jackson, uh, gets out of the sarcophagus, he's got the holes in his, in mm. his shirt from where he was hit. That be that movie budget. Yeah. Cutting some horns and clothes. I would like that if they were really restricted on budget, though. Like, if Daniel gets shot and they, like, actually sear and, and uh, cut out, like, holes in that shirt, and then, like, you know, six weeks later we see, like, a tokra wearing it or something. <laughs> it's like, hang on a second. Isn't that the shit Daniel was shot at? And oh, another planet, brilliant. like, weeks ago? That's like uh, one of the... I think I've told you guys one of the... Maybe the second or third episode of Joss Whedon's Firefly, they've actually got the the old helmets from Starship Troopers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they've and they've painted them purple. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're wearing like purple like hockey vests, and that's that's their uniform as like space enforcers. <laughs> it's purple. hilarious. Brennan and Reese and I really used to make things work. We used to really stretch the budget, which was none when we were teenagers. You know, one <laughs> of us would wear a, a tracksuit top. And the other one in another scene would wear it inside out. Yeah. So, oh. you're welcome. That's like it's that obviously time. a tracksuit inside out. Yeah. <laughs> like Lano and Woodley when they're like, they'd buy just like two suits and then they'd just swap jackets. Yeah. 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 Was that, that was the character. Well, I buy a spot one, you buy a That was the one. character Mitch played called, he was a French assassin called Malaise Terreur. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he was a full blown pedo. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, what about his character, though? <laughs> oh, yeah, just uh, further the description of my favourite character I've ever embodied. Um, an inside-out <laughs> tracksuit top of Brendan's from about two years earlier. Um, his red, like, p- presumably pyjama tracksuit pants yeah, when from eight. when he was about eight. Um, no shoes. I wore a red, like a deep, skinny but deep cooler bag on my head. <laughs> As some kind of like top hat and uh, and a pink snorkel. That's only how far you get it on your giant noggin. <laughs> okay. And a pink snorkel, which is like my weapon of choice, but also the thing that I like to suck on um, when I wasn't doing anything. And a snorkel is your weapon of choice. <laughs> you know what? I now, totally forgot this Now that shit. I think about it, I don't know that I ever knew where that snorkel came from. I think we came over to your place and you go, here, use the this. One. The pink really? one. I that was yours. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm sticking it in my mouth. I don't even know who it belonged to. I got that from the the tip uh, shop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it yours? Wow. <laughs> Maybe it was Brody. There's so Standing many great sound bites. Sorry about that. If anyone listening, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So if you got AIDS, run out. As a director, I didn't care. Put that thing in your mouth. <laughs> got to get the job done, Mitch. Think about what Molestero would do. <laughs> If anyone wants to have a bit of fun, please go back to that and basically just cut all those incriminating pieces of Mitch, what Mitch was just saying there, take them completely (laughs) out of context and just put them into some kind of semblance. Of, uh, of sentence structure. Well, that's the that absurdity of it is it's all out of context. It makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, watch the movie, mate. <laughs> Even edited. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, We've got one last one here from Joe McCready, the great Joe. 
He's got in contact with us on uh, Patreon. He said, I've Great been watching stuff. SG1 every night in bed for five years over and over oh, and over no, and sorry, over. Kevin. Sorry, it's not Joe. That's Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers. Uh, he says, thanks so much, guys, for the podcast. It's great to hear opinions and general chat about a show I enjoy so much, especially the little behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. I think you meant for of the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Joe. Thanks well for getting done. in contact, Thank mate. Thank you, Joe. Joe McCready. Credo. Joey. It's time, time to find out, out if Reese has been paying, paying attention. attention. Five questions, Reese. 30 seconds on the clock. It's time to find out if you have been, been watching <laughs> and just making no, mental notes mm. in your mind. 30 seconds. Time starts after this. In Abyss, mm. which is this episode, right. Abyss. <laughs> what was the name of the technology that kept O'Neill trapped in his cell? Oh, gravity manipulation. Pass. I'll give you that. What is the title given to the most loyal gold human slave? Lothar. Correct. What is the name of the Tokro that blended with O'Neill? Canaan. What did Jack throw at Daniel? His shoe. <laughs> Name two oh, items Baal used to torture O'Neill. He's got this. Knife or dagger and poison. Ooh, a bit more information. Mm. Po- po- poison, um, bloody... Uh, poison liquid. Uh, uh, acid. Acid oh, is acid. the word we're looking for. Unfortunately. Oh god, I thought I thought you had it. It's fucking poisonous. I would have also accepted sleep deprivation. Do it. Mm, I mean, I was hovering over the that. Oh, you were so close to that. But you so don't close, you, buddy. You don't get it. You know, no, um, it's acid. No. Reese, your father made you wrong. You stupid son of a bitch. Fortunately, Daniel's back yeah. to tell you that. <laughs> as soon as I gave you, yeah. And the first one, the technology is called gravity field generators for those playing at home. It's the same thing, mate. Gravity mm. thing. Yeah. I would have accepted gravity. Gravity manipulation. Oh, yeah, if you had have said gravity or field or generator, you would have got it, which you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Donald Trump. Shane, you missed out on that, yeah. on that acid. I know. Mate, if you had have said the word acid, you would have five yeah. out of five. <laughs> Poison on the inside, acid on the outside. Yeah. I mean, you could put acid on the inside as well, but... It just burrows through. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> We've lost him. Devastated. Episode 117. Oh, my. my God, we've been working hard. I'll get in the gate. More talking sweaty. Abyss. We will be back. That was exciting. <laughs> be watching how, hard, how hard, Mitch? Like an eight hard or a nine hard? Oh. Ten hard. Ten hard? Was nine. Nine hard. down to an eight. I'm starting to take the foot off. Now that you've. Made me think about it. Yeah. We'll be back next week oh, to talk episode seven of season six with Shadow Play. Mm. Oh, one of the great Ooh, shows. Play with my Sound, shadow, Mitch. Sounds hot. Until then, check out all of our old <laughs> yeah, <wow>. episodes <laughs> on our Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Podcasting outlets, whatever one's your favourite, you can find us on that. Hit us up on the socials. Subscribe, follow, tweet, share, whatever the like it is. Uh, yeah. You can hit us up Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you want to drop down into the abyss, you can join us on oh, Patreon. I was going to say, don't get, don't get lost in the abyss and join us on Patreon. That's true you're too. S- you're saying Patreon is the abyss. It is the abyss. Come yeah. on down. It's yeah. fun. Once We're all having in, fun down here. You're like, why wasn't yeah. I here before? Yeah. Uh. It's like the secret dirty underbelly of Stargate fandom. It is. Mm. Telling Legit dirty from the outside. Once you get in, you're like, Patreon. I love the oh, filth. filthy. Patreon.com forward slash get it a gate. Beautiful mm. stuff. Or if you want to uh, send us an incoming transmission, yes. as we heard send today, uh, send it on to get into gate at gmail. Get that in our wormhole. Come. 
Uh, shall we draw our winner? Let's of do our, it. Of our <gasps> oh, oh, shit. shit. Who's going to win it? And the winner is, drum roll. Oh, oh Mitch nice. on the pots and pans. <gasps> Sarah Bell. Oh, oh Love it. Congratulations, Sarah. You've won now a little uh, open wormhole pendant <laughs> necklace thing thingy. What do you want to call it? <laughs> so, uh, congratulations. congratulations, Sarah. Get in touch with us. Slip in the DMs. Yeah, via whatever you want Facebook, Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, uh, with your uh, Get details. At gmail.com. And, uh, and in we'll... saying that, um, we probably won't check Twitter because uh, Alvin got in contact with us via Twitter. That's And then true. we got back in contact with him and said, Oh, what's your address? He goes, I messaged you in Twitter like ages right. ago. Yeah, so, so maybe just get in touch with us via Patreon um, uh, and we'll grab your details and we'll get that uh, sent out to you. So or, congratulations. Uh, yeah, probably email or um, Facebook messaging mm. would be the best. And uh, we do have another one coming up uh, next month. Oh, shit. Look at you with the goodies, mate. Woo! Just dropping it away like Santa Claus. Maddie's special know. sack. You know. Boom. Hey? <laughs> well, speaking of, um, I do remember uh, Sarah Bell once saying that... Um, she wanted. Uh, she was considering low pitch for her um, hall pass. Yes. So I tell you what, yeah. if she rocks up wearing nothing but that necklace, <laughs> Jesus, low pitch is just gonna jump on that. I kind of wish I got low pitch Maddie to MC my wedding. To be honest, <laughs> that would have been epic. Oh, yeah, Miles was terrible. Don't know if your wife. <laughs> I don't hey, know if Miles. your wife would have thought the same thing. Mate, doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it wasn't her wedding. It was. <laughs> I paid for it. <laughs> You, you guys would have had a solo moon, but just forever. <laughs> All right, until next week when we talk Shadow Play, you can uh, catch us individually as well. Mitch underscore Lewis I am on Twitter and Instagram. Matty? At High Pitch Matty I am. Correct. I've just checked. Uh, Brendan? At the Bren Gibson. Reese. I'm at the Flying Gibson. All right, episode 118 next week. Get into Geek.